calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. My name is Aram Vartian. I'm the Dungeon Master for God's Fall, and welcome back for episode 13. Before we get started, we have another shout out to Battle Bards. Battle Bards produces unbelievable audio for all of your RPG tabletop needs, and they have very generously lent their entire sound catalog to God's Fall for use in the podcast. They have weapon sound, animal attacks, spell sound. Elven dirges. NPCs with entire scripts. Now, 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 step away from the merchandise, you smelly little street urchin. Even a halfling campfire sing-along. So if you want your tabletop game to sound as good as God's Fall does, check out BattleBards.com. Also, before we get started, not for this episode, but for episode 14 and hopefully a couple more after that, we will be using a much better recording rig to get our audio. We normally work with a couple live mics in the room and one wireless lav on me. But for next week, we have a Behringer XR18 and five wireless stereo lav mics, and we just sound amazing. Here's a preview. Hi, I'm Kay, and I'm playing Phryne Tinuith, the High Elf Bard, third level. Hi, I'm Steven. I play Torvik Wildtongue, the level three dwarf paladin. My name is Doug, and I play Doro Knot, the level three halfling rogue. Hi, I'm Michael. I play Zion Preeton, a level three sorcerer human. My friend has very generously donated this rig and will donate it for a couple times in the future. I don't know how long we're gonna get away with that though. Eventually he's gonna charge us. So if you like the sound you hear, go to godsfall.com and check out our Patreon account. Any support you can give us will guarantee that that rig stays for the rest of the show. I'm also working on a God's Fall player's handbook, so if you go to godsfall.com, you'll see some early drafts that we're working with to try and get the idea down. And again, if you want to support any of that, check out our Patreon account. We would really appreciate it. And if you can't donate, go to iTunes and hit us up with a review. Every review we get allows us to put this podcast out in front of a wider and wider audience. It's the best tool we have to promote the show. So again, any help, any reviews, hugely appreciated. Back to the podcast.
In the Thieves Guild, when you save someone's life, I owe you a life debt. In order for me to repay you, you kind of maybe got to come with us? Only if to pay off the life debt. I don't know about the whole life debt, but... I mean, will there be ale? Uh, I can guarantee you ale. Eh, it's old. I suspect that the jewel can be used to amplify magic. You reach into your pouch and you pull out the Eye of Saw. As your hand wraps around it, your body lurches and you see that pink-purple fog of a world start to envelop the reality around you. But you're ready for it this time, and you fight it. You're able to stay conscious in a bridge between these two worlds. Para runs past you and kneels down next to the man and places his hands against his caved-in head. The man's body shudders violently and he just suddenly rises to his knees in a very unnatural way like he swings upward. Zombies come pouring out of the smoldering wreckage of the trade hall, stumbling and grasping with these stone bone claws as they mindlessly shamble toward you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use minor illusion to like have a pile of brains over there to like tempt him away. I say we haul ass back to the ship. What about all these people? We can't save them all. The zombies are heading towards them. We can't save them. I'm looking around for a door. Door, let's go. Oh, you're already there. (laughs) (laughs) And the ships pull up, and there is the God King's tabard lying on top of the water, glowing. The soldiers fish his tabard out of the water. It's folded. It's also dry, by the way. It never got wet. Well, that's the only thing that would have floated, unfortunately. Everything else would be a crown, a shield. Shit. Everything else would have gone this straight to the bottom. A political problem. Oh yes, it does. It does. A big political yeah, problem. and we also by don't the way, know that it's truly at the bottom of the sea, or anywhere, or he could still be whatever. Right. She is aware of the political problem this causes. I mean, the entire fifty years of peace have hinged on the fact that the God King is alive. I mean, here's the only thing I'm worried about, and that would be the second that the Empire of Kadar hears that they no longer that Ani is no longer in possession of those mystical weapons. You can. Bet. They'll head for Wessel or Brennis. Um, maybe not attack Ani directly, but it's basically an invitation. I mean, this is why I think we have to concoct some reasonable-sounding myth for where the God King is, where the armor is, that at least temporarily, while we figure things out, has some sort of prophylactic effect on any movements the Kadarians might be making. So at this point, am I the highest ranking person on the ship? I think we have done all we can do here. I would agree, ma'am. And it's time for us to set sail back to Ani. Is there anything you guys want to do over these nine days? Train. Obviously, guys. Uh, I've kind of getting the hang of this uh, divinity thing, I think is what we're calling it. Oh, hey, Doro. Uh, hey, Brannick, you didn't see me walk up? Taro, it's okay. Like, I know you can teleport. <sighs> Sorry, I... Because you wrote a song about it. And right. sang it to <laughs> also, we kind of did it, like, in front of everyone, and, like, we've all been talking about it, like, the whole time. Like, like, is it a trick? Uh, yes. It is a yeah. trick. <laughs> okay. No, just all right. I'm going to figure out your trick, though, man. Okay, you do that. I'm going to look into it. Okay. I bet it's, like, powder, and, like, there's a trap door. Oh, you're on the right track, All right, Brannick. I'm keep into Nothing it. gets by you, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> Good to see you, man. Yeah, you too. Shortly before dawn on the ninth day, the great walls of Ani finally rise into view. Shimmering towers of ivory over a hundred feet tall line the entire city island kingdom that radiate with a magical glow that seems to beckon you with enveloping warmth. 
As you pass into the mouth of the canal, you can finally see the great aqueducts that run along the top of these ivory walls. As your ship passes into the mouth of the canal and the trumpets grow louder and louder, you can also hear a low rumbling that grows until the walls of a knee themselves seem to tremble. A couple of the soldiers on your boat stumble and fall backwards, looking up to the walls. They've activated the overflow gates! We'll be swamped! And a second later, an eruption of water explodes out of both sides of the gatehouse and plummets towards you, enough to completely engulf your ship. You guys can see water gush from the two towers facing you out into an arc and start coming down right at you. You have one round before the ship is flooded. I stay and drown. Oh, that's not good. I'm grabbing oinky. So do we have... <laughs> I'm serious. Yes. That fucker's coming with me. Okay, so you've got the... all the rest of the shit. I'm gra I'm, I'll grab oinky and I'll grab the... Uh, the directions for the plate now. That's, That's it. Big, under one arm and a bunch of wadded up iron wood under the other arm. Right, excellent. Jesus. I only ever had my pack and everything, which is already ready. Gotcha. And my stick. Well, my gold. I look around. Does it look like there's anywhere I can jump off this ship? So you guys are in the spillway. It's just stone walls all around you and then the canal ahead of you. So if I now know that the defenses are triggered, do I know what triggers them or how to untrigger them? Well, you can see the water pouring out and coming at you. So at this point, unless you can stop time, the water that's going to hit your boat will swamp the entire boat. Just by looking at it, you would think it might be enough to simply knock you directly under, capsize you, crack the boat in half. Who knows? Uh, well, for my round, uh, I'm taking a free action of grabbing Doro's hand as she's yelling this. And then I'm, my action action is going to be attempting something that I know is probably not going to work. Okay, uh, what is it? <laughs> which is using my newly understood force to divert the water to the side as we're being teleported. Wow, okay, that is quite a, that is quite oh, a try. <laughs> right. So, but you're all gathering hands as she should. Okay, well, this linking arm, so maybe we have pink and large hands and bolts, because Oinky's going to be. Right, exactly. And keep, you gave me that fucking animal. No. That animal's staying. So, you, so you're over here, and you like have a hand on your shoulder, and then you're grabbing someone else, right? Well, Winky will just be wrapped around my neck. Perfect, yeah. Winky will be around my neck, and then I'll be... Oh, and of course, Pear is running there as well. So everyone's linked in a circle as this is coming straight down. Pear can just go and turn into steam. If we're all linked in a circle, and you're trying to do this, and I don't really want to grab the jewel because I don't want to pass out at a key moment, but what happens if we all try and like focus and channel our powers onto what he's trying to do? Wait, which one? Who are you focusing on? Michael, because he's using. Well, I would focus on Doro because he's uh, teleporting us. Uh, <laughs> but I don't want to lose this shit. Yeah, I feel also bad for all the people on the ship that yeah, are going to die. Yeah, that's my concern. Is, yep. Yeah. That's why I asked where Brannock is with his tiny head. Brannock is towards the bow of the ship it's and looking up like everyone else's. <laughs> Right. What and are his I last words? If, you know, <laughs> hey guys, can you see? Splash. I'm focusing on, on Michael because it's he has the power of push. So. Okay. And what are you doing, Doro? Being ready to teleport. Did anyone say that? No. They're doing no one that? said that out loud. So I assume I'm just gonna have to try and teleport everyone out of here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm going to try to push it with my my divinity. Get close. I'll try and protect us. That right. kind of thing. Everyone roll will. Um, that's wisdom or wisdom. Darren, everyone roll wisdom. Don't worry, you'll join us in the new rule set eventually. Uh, nineteen plus two, twenty-one. Not bad. Excellent. Eight. Ten. 
Okay. <laughs> you all, you feel calm. <laughs> you, I mean, you all are, you it's feel reassured, you feel confident, you feel like you can do it. You reach up to grab the water, you feel it coming towards you, you feel the resistance, and for a second, you're absolutely sure it's gonna work. And then it just blows right past you. It's like you feel your whole arm collapse, you're stunned, it doesn't shatter, and you fall down to one knee in fear. One. The end. No, but it was a two <laughs> minus one. So I didn't oh, roll so it's a not line. a critical one, right? Yeah. Okay. You because I'm stupid. I'm gonna save us all, and then realize you just let go of everyone's hands. Okay. <laughs> you vanish. That's exactly what I would do. You're yeah. right. Yeah. You vanish. I know. I, I do a Peter Pan. I'm like, right. I got uh, it. Right. And then so and Doro. then right. vanishes, <laughs> but the water gets me rest. First of all, I need constitution saves. The end. 17. 11. Okay. Eight, you stay uh, conscious. Okay. Nine. Do I need to roll for Winky? Uh, no, no, I got that. Don't worry. Okay, you all take uh, 16 points of damage, and are and those who did not make their conscious saves are knocked unconscious as the, the water slams you to the ground. Okay. Uh, the DC was 16. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you guys are out. One more constitution save. Same thing from you, please. 12. You're fine. 10, 11. That's fine, too. You heard Para's leg snap as he went down. Para oh, broke his no. leg, or at least it got slammed against the um, 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 thing. Para, you, everyone's washed straight overboard. I need a strength save from you. Oh, this is not going to go well for you people. I am not very strong. <laughs> uh, oh no, an 18. Okay, so everyone gets washed over, but you, god damn it, are not. And you just, your fingers cling onto the edge and you are about to, uh, to um, you know, go over, but you refuse. You kind of like get god your so legs around. I know, you're so <laughs> goddamn good. Everyone else goes right over. Except for Brannett. Brannett gets slammed backwards into basically one of the sails and cracks his head. And you can see that he's bleeding, but he kind of wakes up out of it. Sees you, grabs you away, and pulls you over. So most of the crew is out and over. There's maybe a couple people left on board. Others are in the water drowning. Okay, has the flume of water stopped? Yes, it is. It basically hits your boat. It rocked it all the way to the side. It almost flipped over and then it popped back up. The end of it is down and there are shattered planks. Even the ironwood broke where it hit Did it the snap middle. in half or it's no, literally no, no, no. tilted into the water it's like it's sinking tilted down. forward into the water. You can, you can just assume it's gathered a lot of water in its bilge. Okay. And, and there so are people screaming below as well. We're in one of these squares here? Yeah, I would say right now you guys are sideways and listing and right about here. Um, where did I land? Yeah, where did you, you land? You popped and then you basically popped on top of the wall above everyone. Crap! And there's already people like, you know, manning rowboats. There's people rushing down to help. No, everyone is assuming this was an accident, it seems right. like. Right, and this is, is the God King ship after all. Is right. there any like... <laughs> We're unconscious. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Uh, well, well, actually, roll again to see if you woke up and actually hit the water. And I have one hit point left, by the way. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh my yeah, I also six. only have one, two. I have yeah, two you guys are really hurt. Uh, yeah. Bruce uh, Wibbs, certainly. I mean, you may have a concussion. You guys are hurt. 16. 16. 16. You wake up. Four. Six. Six. You are going down. 
Okay, and you, I want to. I've got a pig in one hand and the. I want a spot roll. Ironwood on the other. You're out cold. Poor Oinky. Well, he's probably not. What is the yeah. spot? Is that perception? Perception, I'm sorry. Thank you. Uh, 18. You see Torvik no, go No, no, 20. You definitely see Torvik go under. Do I but see... you are in no condition to swim after. No, no, certainly not. Do I see Goro at the top of the wall? Yeah, sure. With a 20, absolutely. Okay. Um, can he I'm probably not strong enough to yell. You are, you, you, you're still coughing and spitting up water. Oh, can I try an emotion mind melt with Goro? Yeah. Well, you can try well, emotion. Are, you can, you can this try, is yeah. all moot. You look okay. at Doro. Doro dives into the water. Uh, fourteen. Okay, good enough. Yeah, beautiful song. Ooh, a little little tea song. Do I see that he started going under? Uh, well, he perception. would have been absolutely the first person as water was right. coming down. The right. first thing I said was like, save Torvik. Torvik, okay, right, save Torvik. Perception. So, you like that? Yeah, that's true. God damn it, that's gonna be used. Uh, twenty. Yeah. So as you dive off, you're like, and you narrow your eyes on him, right? You kind of to him. <laughs> I need a swim check. So that would be athletics. athletics. We should not say anything and let him evolve into understanding. But this is how <laughs> I learn as well. Okay. See? All right. Fair enough. Well, no, if you're still, Doro. I figured we had mastered it, and he's <laughs> the only idiot that's like continuously screwing up. I've never done this before, so it yeah. helps me to know. So in the old old version, was there a lot of yeah, there, yeah, there, there were a lot. There was a whole <laughs> bunch of time. Yeah. Metric fucks. There was a lot more numbers in general. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And they more paired things math out. Math and dungeons. Oh, mm-hmm. that's a 20 plus 3. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is, this happens. As you're sailing down, you see Torvik and you glide. Yeah. You know, no, Torvik! You, you don't even glide. As you jump down, you see Torvik here and you just bloop, bloop, and you appear directly above him, dive perfectly into the water, come back up, and you have him, you know, basically grab his neck, you know, or the back of his collar on the save way up. Give me a uh, strength <laughs> save. Unless you're just going to pop him out. I was just going to pop him there. What my objective is to get people to a point where I can put them there. Okay. Get to people to a point where I can put them there. I need a swim check because you have to swim up far enough to see. So athletics? Yes, sorry. No, this is just, yeah, this is the athletics. because There is no swim. That's another 20. Wow. wow. All right, so uh, you no. just grab him and You're like sail. the Michael Phelps of Affleck. <laughs> You're the Michael Phelps of Affleck. Yes. Michael's half foot. So you go right to the top. You breach the water, see the shore, pop, pop, and you're there. You appear, and then like about 20 gallons of water sloosh off you and boom, out onto the stonework around you. You do, drop them. Do I wake up yet? Roll. Wake the fuck up. 14, 16. Yeah, like, Right? There's little pig out in the middle That's of the That's the next thing I have to do. Uh, right, I'm, looking for, for, I'm looking for it, other people, like Para okay. or anybody else. You see Phryne on the deck, and Brannock has helped her onto it, and she looks like wounded. She she's bleeding, but she's mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. Right? At least she seems all all right. You see... Oh, what'd you get? Uh, 15 for perception. Yeah, you see Parrot just floating face down in the water. Okay, well, I'm going to oh swim to God. try to save him. Jesus okay, Christ. I want a uh, athletics check. Oh, boy. Wow. That's good enough. You, okay, you, you, you swim out to him. He is out cold, and you are dragging I him. I turn him over him. so that he can breathe and, and use my lifeguard skills. As your Kadarian first aid training has Kadarian first aid training. Do I notice this? 
Yeah, absolutely. Right. Good deal. So I'm clearly too weak to do anything, but um, Brennan's Bren not. Brennan, throw them, throw them a rope. Help, help get them back. I go and fly them. And then boom, and he drags you guys up onto the shore. Right. Sean picks up Para, pulls him out. He's still out cold. All right. Is he bleeding? No. Alright, so I drop Torvik. Yep. <laughs> I leave okay. you my rope. But not in a way that was like me handing it to him, more sure. like me just throwing it yeah, into the rope. Right. Right. Uh, tying around myself. Diving towards the pit. Alright, excellent. Um, I'm tying it around uh, anything, anything. Like a, like anything. a big stone, a chalk. Yeah. There's plenty of them. And I'm, There's, I'm looking for anybody that I can. Well, first of all, I want to look for the companions. Doro is now going after the pig. She is on the sh ship with Brannock, who has tossed a line to Zion, who is helping Kara out of the water. That's what you see right now. Okay, in that case, so I've, I've noticed that everyone's being tended to. Being saved or saved, okay. yes. We're in, in the process case, of being saved. Yeah. yeah. Once I recognize that, and I recognize he's saving Winky, I'm mm -hmm. going in after anybody else. Okay, the rest there's a couple people near the shore that you can help bring back up. You can also see that a couple rowboats are in the water and are plucking people or bodies out of the water as well. The ship continues to list and is now basically being pushed and pulled to the right, but it will probably go under from what it looks like. There's also people crawling out of the ship. You guys are Fuck. on board, but you are like kind of holding on to the thing and you, How, and you can we're see pretty people. close to the wall. Though. Yeah, I mean, you, like you're not in a threat. The ship might be swamped, but you're not in any sort of drowning because people are there yeah. and, they're, and you're being pulled towards the wall. But Do there are I people have, in the hull. Did I? Did and there's I no way you can't my really armor? chop through. Exactly. You're still wearing it. No, no, no. My, um, my it's floating. It's floating. floating. You can see it floating in the middle okay, of the water. Okay, so I'm, I'm that, okay. As long as I make eye contact with that, mm -hmm. fine. I'll the find it. The current is starting to bring it down the canal. Good. Yeah. That's fine then. We'll find that It'll later. It'll be swept up. Later. Yeah. 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 In, in, in fact, if you were to point to it, let's, let's just assume one of the robots grabbed it, assuming it was a, a person, and tossed it on board. Nice and okay. Easy. And then they yeah. were like, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what the fuck is this? I this was a person. <laughs> I just wasted my time saving a suit of armor. Would I know CPR? Uh, yeah, what is I it? Have, survival. I have uh, medicine, maybe? Skill. Wait, is medicine a thing? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. roll medicine. So you, you, you pull them up onto the shore. Yep. Roll that uh, again, please. Mm, 15. That will do. So you just like, you know, one 1,000, two 1,000, three 1,000, three 1,000. And like on the third dramatic time, uh -huh. when the camera's pulled back just far enough for you to think he's dead. The water dead. Yes. turns to no. And it's always just this steam. little tiny amount. Exactly. <laughs> oh, and there's a column of steam that fires out of his mouth. And you kind of have to lean back because mm -hmm. of, the, of the scalding heat and his eyes flame and his and like fire seems to ripple across his body as if he had poured alcohol on him. And then he just, his eyes pop open and he's there and he's coughing and and sputtering. He's got a hand on your shoulder and he's like, whew, whew. the others. And Brandon's freaking uh, out. He's on the ship, so he's trying to get the people out of the bilge. He's trying to get people out of the lower decks. The, I I think everyone's saved. We can probably take us out of in, in individual initiative and like the boat's been pulled to the side and okay. there are people here to help. Bandages and people on your head, they carry you off the boat onto the shore and you're all kind of gathered in the same triage area right now. Okay, how's Para doing? Para is coughing and looks white, but otherwise than that, he's fine. So everyone that 
can be saved has we, been saved. Oh, we, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Fine, except for his leg is broken. And you see him go he has with the, He starts to, but then he looks around and he pulls his hand back because he knows it'd mm-hmm. be really flashy. Right. And he decides to wait. So he's clearly in a lot of pain, but he's wait. He's waiting on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's holding off. Yeah, I mean, it's a little category now, but there's a couple people who have immediately recognized who you are and don't give a shit about whatever else is happening right. and are focusing on you right did, now. Did they give her a blanket and a cup? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. They do. Drowning I, mean, on I, want, I want someone to take me and Para and the rest of our injured ones home. Done. Immediately. I'll go home. Yeah, there is a, a, there's a wagon there, not another boat. There's a wagon there right away, and they have you guys lie, you know, in beds, basically, inside this wagon, and they are taking you straight there. They are applying roots and herbs, and Para has been knocked out cold through, I don't know, Something. midnight I've roots taken or whatever, a right? I've right, exactly. um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll get a good buzz going. Yeah. So you guys are hurt and bloody, but generally okay, and then two carriages heading up towards the palace right now. Phryne and Para were the most wounded. So you two are in a wagon together, and the rest of you are in one. I'm down to one hit point. <laughs> oh. yeah, so Friday, he's, he's you and Zion are in one. You two are in the other. So only no. you would notice. So right, roll so I'm, I'm, perception. Well, the, the first thing I would, like, I mean, the first thing I would, after tending to Oinky, would be... <laughs> Who's fine and very, very happy. Okay. Would be to thank you and, you know, thank you a lot. You saved my life. And I and I suppose that means this whole life debt nonsense is no. over. No, it's not. Trust me. You'll know when it's paid. No more life debt nonsense, okay? Okay. <laughs> Consider you're my friend and everything's going to be okay. You look a little worn. Are you all right? I can't protect any of you. I still can't do it. What do you mean protect us? You don't need to protect. That's my job. Did you just see what just happened? Water attacked us. Water! And if we don't get stronger, if we don't figure out how to do this... Do what? I what? teleport to... Another room. Well, you're on wagons. Yeah, you're on. You're you're in a wagon. Okay. Yeah. Tear on a wagon. Well, then I would have teleported out of the yeah, wagon. There's no reason to. So pop, pop, and you're outside, and I so just now... run down the alley. Doros is gone. He's just gone. Thank you. We've got to find him. Let's go. Okay. I... Jump out and okay, hang on. As soon as you throw the back door open, there are people. There's guys on horses behind you, like whoa, whoa, sir. And a couple of people jump down, like, sir, sir, lay down, lay down. You'll be fine. Don't I'm worry. I'm fine. Listen, we've got. First of all, I've got some business to attend to. That's great, sir. We've got orders. I'm sorry, sir. From Please who? lay down. Who have you got orders from? So we've got royal orders. You're gonna need to lay down. Franny is my friend. Franny's not are... the princess, sir. You're gonna need to lie down. Please, sir. Please. Oinky attack. <laughs> he nibbles at his like, he rolls up to one you take one point of damage he's just like God. sir sir there's this little titty thing arr, arr. <laughs> he grows these massive fucking tusks out of me so cute <laughs> that's what it could be it could be a diversion well, he kind of gives you that look like you know you want me to get him? You want yeah, me to get him? <laughs> Stand down, Oinky. Yeah, stand down. It's okay. Hold him back. No, Oinky, no. <laughs> so, Frank, there's no point in getting God, him. God, don't, not yet. Well, he's going to grow out of it, though, right away. Look, he's a little, he's a little I've thick. I've got one. plans for Oinky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a delicious bacon sandwich. <laughs>
<laughs> Oinky is a is a very PC, special. A, he's a NPC PC now. All right, so obviously everyone's settling down for the rest of the trip. Yeah. I mean, I'm yes. pretty forcibly much passed out. So. Forcibly, so fair enough. Real quick, just give me a rough outline of what you're looking to do, so I can do some timing. Uh, this is all about me perfecting teleportation now. Okay. Uh, I don't care who sees me, how this affects consequences. Uh, uh, there's a Kadarian. I teleport to them to practice there's teleporting. No here. No, I know, but the point is, I don't. Whatever outside well, inputs. Bit. This is the now. The only that you would have seen are the, where you're going. If, <laughs> if I had been better at this, I could have teleported them all out of danger. Yes, that's a fair assumption to make. The yes. guild died because I stole this thing. Yes. Do you see the track no, I that you're putting you're on me? You're I mean, looking okay. at consequences. So, Yes. And yet ignoring them utterly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which is the brilliant thing about the character. It's perfect. But you're aware he of handles the problem without ever handling the problem. You're charging headfirst at them. Yes. Yes. Without fixing anything. Right. Uh, so yes. that's all it is. Okay. It's I'm finding a place to now establish that people will leave me alone. So that all I can do until the point where I collapse from exhaustion and can fall asleep in some place to. Sleep enough to be able to start again, wherever this is. Right. So like you, an empty field, an empty barn, an empty warehouse. You guys uh, are this is a park, uh, whatever. This is about uh, about two thirds of a mile from here into the fields, and all around there is just corn fields of perfect golden corn on either side, growing forever. The wagons are heading along here when you decided to pop out, basically. And you popped out and ended up right over here, which is the edges of the built-up area. These are the, if there was going to be a slums in Ani, this is what it would be. These are the poor people of Ani, this right? The Living in decadence, but just. Not really decadence. I mean, you know, the building, these are all really cramped housing tenements all built up on top of each other. I mean, families are really, really packed in here. There's multiple people per unit. There'd be like... In a room about this large, there may be six people living there, maybe even a couple more. But you know, but they're nicer than you'd expect yeah. in a slums. You know, there are there are public fountains and everything else. Less so that are available in the rich areas, of course. But that's what you're seeing. Is it's impossible not to vanish. There's multitudes of little alleyways and back corners throughout all of these sections. Ideally, if this is more of like the lower end housing, mm -hmm. I would like to find an abandoned building. That would be there are no abandoned buildings in Ani. Okay. It was worth the shot. It was worth the shot. You never know. There just aren't any. Not for long, anyway. Busting at then, the scenes. Then, what, what? So, investigation? Uh, for busy to look for a. So, I'm looking for some kind of training grounds. You would have to in investigate. There's multiple options, multiple levels. You can pop on top of roofs. I mean, this looks like. Here's this, the thing, this looks though. Like a, a level out of Assassin's Creed right now. There's that many things to crawl up onto and vanish into and things like that. Being up on those rooftops, <coughs> there were guards up there, and they would be like, get down from the roof, you weirdo, or I see something like saying. that. In so this, Once you get past the walls, you occasionally see patrols of guards in this area, but it doesn't seem that heavily manned. My only concern is training to a point where I'm so exhausted that I need to crash right there in that spot. Okay. If I had a designated area that I've said, this is the training grounds, and I train, 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 until I'm so exhausted I collapse, no one's gonna find me there and I can get back up and just start training again. You can assume that somewhere in the middle of here is kind of an open square where there's plants and fountains and kind of like a small 
rundown, but you know, nice-ish public area. And there are, let's, and, and let's say that there's a tall church or some sort of meeting hall or building. Maybe it's used for some other purpose before, but is now just seems to be an open kind of like meeting area for the local council or whatever. And they have a tall bell tower that is disused. You can easily climb up in there. No one will ever know you're there. Perfect. And that gives you a nice view of their surrounding area. Okay, even better. All I'm doing is getting better at teleporting. Okay. As Doro is doing this, your wagons have moved several miles through the outer wards of Ani. The furthest edge, pressed up right along the walls, is mainly reserved for livestock and crops. There isn't a lot of room in Ani to grow crops, but the room that they do have, and because of the magical water that flows from the walls that the God King blessed with his creation, the crops grow very plentiful here. The land is equally twice as rich and potent as the finest fields in all the five kingdoms. All the farmland, all the parkland, all the public walk and waterways are controlled exclusively by the government. Families who petition to enter Ani enter usually as farmers, unless they got a lot of money. A little plot of land, very small, you know, postage stamp size plot of land, and they get to keep 10% of what they grow. Everything else goes back to the capital for use in the palace and also to be distributed amongst the people. You're passing along the canal. You're on this main road that rides straight and true along the entire canal. And you can see the houses start to get a little less clustered, a little larger, a little nicer. And it's like that all the way until you get to the inner ring of Ani and hit another set of farmlands that ring this entire inner walled section. The walls of this perfectly circular inner city are about half as tall as the ones on the far edge. So about 50 feet tall and maybe 20 feet wide. Aqueducts also run along the top of these walls. You're immediately waved around a line of traffic waiting to get through a checkpoint and into the inner area where you ride through another ring of farmland before hitting an inner ring of park all the way around the entire circle. It's a perfectly manicured park. Most of it is just open land, but there are sections of it that are filled with trees, all of which bear fruit from which you can see many people just walking up and taking an apple or taking an orange. Seasons don't seem to have a big effect here. Whatever crops they want to grow, they seem to be growing and everything flourishes, even things you would expect to find much further south or much further north. As you pass through the park, you enter a much nicer area of Ani. Most of them are private estates or at least very large buildings with balconies and fauna and fountains. And it's just beautiful. There's music, there's butterflies. There's just this sense of awe all around you. It's less than a mile through here where you hit another ranked park that's even more magnificent than the one you saw on the outside. And once you pass that, there's a ring of government buildings that all face inwards towards the grand promenade that surrounds the inner harbor. The canal that starts at the southeast of Ani empties into a circular inner harbor, the center of which holds a massive statue to the dead god of the ocean, Sito. Despite the fact that the first god of man, Zavan, was attacked by the other gods, he made allies with others, including the god Sito, who was basically his best friend. As a gift, Sito gave the city the Tear of the Sea, a single blue sapphire three feet long that now sits suspended in the well of Ani, and it provides a constant stream of magically purified water for the entire island nation. 
as long as that water is still connected to the source, as long as it's one continuous stream, at any point in it, it is perfectly, magically pure. You could piss in it five feet away and five feet down, perfection. So all other waste gets dumped right into the river because it instantly becomes purified. And that is what allowed Ani to become the great city that it is. It was impressive before Zavon, but now it's basically the largest magical relic that has ever existed on this planet. And you enter the main square of Ani. It's more like a circle to me. Yes. Yeah, square <laughs> yeah. So, so this is all just open plaza with a with a couple larger buildings like for instance the Colosseum but the rest of it is uh, a constantly rotating environment if they were having a celebration they would use this as an open a plaza but for the most point it's just no, selling merchandise and other things as you continue on through it you head up north until you get to the last set of gates which you then enter the northern quarter and into Embassy Row. Alongside either part of the canal are rich, various appointed houses, just you know, intricately detailed, all facing onto the water and onto this park that is cut for them as well. And then it's gated along this side. Not these giant walls, but just like a little bit of, you know, more of like a, just don't walk here. Her father's embassy is right here, and that is where you are headed. You pull up around back. There are servants that rush out to meet you, and your father is at the steps with his hands behind his back, looking nonplussed, I suppose. Right. Yeah. Despite his daughter, like, bleeding from the head, and... He sees that you're well attended. He's, yeah. you know, and, and, and then he gestures for everyone to be brought inside. You are emit, you are transferred to a wheelchair. You are also transferred <laughs> to, wheel, to wheel to wheelchairs, and you are pushed Not into... Not fine, get off me. And they're like, like, what's Wait a up, minute. what's up? And I, I grab one of the wheelchairs and put Winky in it. Perfect. <laughs> 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 Trying to pick a pushy and you were just not there. Yeah. Uh, Pear is also happy to say their wheelchair. Yeah, you don't have to like... Come yeah, you all know Doro's not, not there. You what guys happened are all, to okay. Doro? Wait, okay, so you're all in wheelchairs being pushed alongside each other, right? Uh, okay. You were in the car with him, what happened yeah, to Doro? The, where's the halfling? I don't I'm know. I'm not a hobbit. And that's why I switched to Thank you. And that's just why I wanted to point it out at the point which you positively remembered it correctly. <laughs> that's, I'm not a hobbit. Well, Discuss, there's miles, miles. <laughs> Their feet are hairy. They eat 900 times a day. They like never leave home. They're, you know, it's, uh, Some they inbreed and stuff. They're the country bumpkins uh, of halflings. I'm not a hobbit. I'm a halfling. She was just saying it derisively. Where's the Hobbit? You're in the middle. As long as you use Wait, it with that you tongue. Know why you're not a why? Copyright. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly why you're not a Hobbit. Damn true. That works too. Yep. So, so I, say, I don't know. I was talking to him, and he just—he did his little vashing thing, and he ran off into the cornfields. Oh. You guys are brought through uh, a moon garden, mainly all water and ref and reflective surfaces with with a bunch of white flowers. Oh, sure very, enough water for today. These are very, tra <laughs> these are very traditional yeah. gardens I'm for the god. I'm leaving from my head. I am less interested in just, my family's gardens. I'm just giving the description <laughs> that people are asking for. So as they're all bleeding from the head, they are brought through a beautiful moon um, garden. As you know, your father used to be a worshiper of Ayus. 
Perhaps not so much anymore, but your house is still set up that way. So you guys head in, you are brought into a, a, a large study, beds that have been set up, you are set into them, there's water provided to you, there's food provided to you, there are, are people changing your bandages and you know, damping your head. Father, Father, I need, I need this room clear of the servants for a minute. And he was like, one moment, yeah. Are they well? They are stable? And he dismisses them. All right. Uh, do you know if we can get our stuff back, or is that ship gone? The ship has been pulled to the side, and salvage efforts are being made upon her cargo and staff. Okay, that's fine. I've got, I've got all I need, Mr. Winky. <laughs> uh, Para, how are you doing? Para is pale and looks like he'll. It looks like he might throw up at any time, and there's little beads of sweat forming on him, and he's like. His eyes dart towards your dad and back to his leg, and he's like, I, I'm okay. It's okay. It's, it's, you're fine. You, you proceed. He's smart this time. He rolls his pant leg up really, really <laughs> far. Hey! Yeah, and then... Ruin that fucking Now, he starts to do it, and Zion is like, yeah. not oh, again. I just gave you those pants. I'm sorry, man. I like them, too. Make <laughs> my butt look good. And he pulls them all the way up, and he puts his hands on his... Uh, Shattered leg, which you can see now. There's even a little bit of bone sticking Oof. up through the flesh. There's a lot of blood. He was clearly in quite a lot of pain, and it erupts in fire. Your father doesn't, doesn't even blink. Doesn't bat, and I just watched it happen. Watched him get healed. Ah, oh, gross! And turns back, and he's like, "Are oh, you well, son?" No. I'm sorry, I'm talking to no one. Huh? I talk. I hate when I talk you to myself. You have to talk to yourself. Are you well, son? Yeah, I'm fine. Good. Your friends. I have heard of their talents. Yes. I am surprised to see them. As, as I'm sure you can see, we have much to discuss. Much, my daughter. Um, I am not as well as I would like, and I suspect that this will be unpleasant, but Tara, can I avail myself of your healing powers? So as, as the flames And I go, wait a minute. That shit's gonna hurt. I got this. So you are all but healed. Uh, you're kind of surprised by it. It you, you, and it feels warming, mm -hmm. and you can taste honey a suckle. Ooh. Yeah, you can taste honey a suckle and smell mint. It's much better than feeling like than being burnt, burnt alive. Burnt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> burnt to life. Yeah, his is really much more pleasant, frankly. Yeah, much better. Thank mm -hmm. you, though. But I think mine is a lot more limited. <laughs> as Pharaoh was like, Pharaoh's like, 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 you know, advanced healing technique. Yeah. So I, at some point, I'm gonna to want to talk to my father privately. Sure. But um, at this point, I think we all need some rest. We need rest, and we should and find L we should needs. find someone to find the halfling if they're able. I'll look for him in the morning. I think Doro's the type that whenever he wants to be gone, he'll be gone. It's true. Is there any father? Is there? Is there a thieves guild or a halfling gathering place somewhere <laughs> in the city? There are thieves in this city, but my men have better eyes. I shall find your friend. And he just kind of turns and he's like, no, in, in Elven. I mean, what a what's in lay? Find the halfling, have him brought here. Where exactly is the traitor guild? That's exactly what your friend looks okay. like. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's a good question, but he just kind of like nods and gives him almost no one else would see him a smile. You saw him a smile just a little teeny bit. Okay. Yeah. Because probably to him, oh, all the halflings are the same. You know? uh, no, 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 no. He knows exactly what Dora oh, looks like. Keeping some tabs. <laughs> uh, well, he probably got the poster from the Gadarians. <laughs> Once he got the letter, I may My be fan in danger. Art, the people have been things stepped into gear with your father. 
the Traitor's Guild. Where, uh, where can I find it? The guild is in the uh, center of trade in the market. Not traitor. I Traitor's Guild, and I was like, this place is awesome. I've heard this Why is are the they called that? Skull-dudgery. It's so cool. The where can I find it? Where's the backstabbing guild? <laughs> That's more. So, your father recognizes that you guys are exhausted. Yeah. He mm-hmm. has, uh, there's a room that is being set up. Well, there are rooms that are being set up for you. All have private bedrooms, of course, now, finally. Uh, each room empties into a, a, a private washroom and a, like, there are multitudes of these little ringed moon half-circle balconies. So every room has its own little private balcony that looks out over Do I have the a- canal. Ding-dong. You do have a ding-dong. Immediately, I recognize what that is. Ding-bong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The ale yeah. <laughs> yeah. ah, for his beer. You pull this for ale. You are brought ale, cheeses. I don't mm-hmm. like cheese. Some carrots, perhaps, for your friend? Um, oh, the pig. For, for oink and feet. Yeah, so that's the way. What would you like? And I, I'm trying. Like I, I'm trying to communicate. Oh, like, okay. So, like? so you, so you, like, try and, like, or I'm, I'm going to say, like, would you like carrots? Okay, so as you start talking to him, you're like, would you like carrots? And you think of a carrot. And he goes, you're like, would you like apples? And he's yeah. like, you know, would but you like... the pig is like, not shaking its head. No, no, no but no. it feels that way. Yeah. But he's feeling... But I, yes. I'm nodding. Okay. I feel like I would be nodding. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 interested snort, like... Right, it's, yes, yeah. exactly. And you kind of feel its desire too. Yeah. Like, and then it's. Yeah. And big and, and <laughs> desires. No, no. You're like, would you like radishes? And he's like, mm hmm. Yes. Oh, he very much likes, likes radishes. radishes. Absolutely. Oh. Okay, we'll take some carrots, we'll take some lettuce, and a, he- a healthy helping of radishes. Squeal, squeal, squeal. And squeal. Ah. the best fucking keg you can find of ale. I don't care what it is, I just want a big. And he's like right beside you. Oink, oink. Ah, what he said. <laughs> All right. Your father comes into your room at some point, waves the servants on politely. Your father is never dismissive of anyone. Right. He is the epitome of a diplomat. It's every word he speaks to people seems sincere and honest. They all leave their rooms feeling as if they're the most important person there. Quietly closes the doors. And he turns back around. And he has his hand. He, your, your fathers have a lot of tells. But this is one of them. And you're his soft spot, so his tells are a little bit more obvious. And this clearly means I am at the end of my rope. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's yeah. sake. It's good to see you, my dear. It is very good to be home. How are you? I've been better. As I can imagine. From what I understand, this is where we are at. You have left a ceremony that would have led to your eventual leadership, which we will still get to in a moment. You have also left the city, even though I had told you we needed to be safe. I didn't want to tell you all the reasons, of course, but that seems much. You have met some friends. Well, I've met some folk. You've met some folk. And- I hear this, friends. <laughs> <laughs> you are connected to the gods. So it would seem. Your friends as well, I assume? From what I can tell. Who else knows? My companions are not always as cautious as they might be. I do understand how frustrating it can be when those who look up to you and follow you don't quite do as they are told. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's oh, right. <laughs> the rest of you are tended to with whatever you right. um, need. Take a nice bath, go to bed. Long rest, period of extended downtime, at least eight hours long. Which character sleeps or performs light activity uh, for no more than two hours. When having a long rest, you regain all of your hit points and half of your spent hit dice. I slept it off. Yes, you did. You slept it off. You also intended to. Right, right. And Sal's. And if you really needed to, Para would burn you. Right, well, you thanks, Para, but... <laughs> you want to be healed! <laughs> I will kill No, no, God, no, please. <laughs> All right. So I also feel like I would have asked my father at some point, like, what the deal is with the defenses. What does the princess know? How's she doing? He's put out a request if he's notified the princess that you're here. He is not her back yet. Okay. But as soon as he does, he will, of course, let you know. The princess! As far as the defenses, right, exactly. Why is the princess? I totally forgot about her. No damn idea. And your, and your father's trying to be a little, you know, calm about the matter, but even you can tell. He's concerned that they don't know what the hell happened. That hasn't happened before. Yeah. Those of those of that's never gone off. No one really knew that could happen, right. frankly. So they were, I mean, they've seen the spill wave go off because they can, if the, if like a bunch of rain comes, if there's too much water, the spill waves will activate. There's a warning. They'll close off the travel. They'll lessen some of the load, but it's never it just is. gone off like this. I know what it is. The, the defenses? It's a defense against the old gods because back when the city was built by the god, yeah, he probably constructed it so in case any other gods were to come, that they would have defenses in place that it would automatically react. No one's ever seen any other gods, so they've never seen these defenses activate before until we showed up. And Take a point of inspiration. So, oh well. Oh, but you already have it. another waste. Oh, oh it's a inspiration. Point out, devoured. People were drowning. You didn't spend your fucking inspiration. Point. I was gonna do it. But then you kept rolling funny. That's true. Sure. <laughs> but then I kept knocking it out of the park. So whatever. So, um, hey, they got cheese. <laughs> no, that's okay. Zion, you love cheese, right? I'm on a cheese fast. I told you. All right, work for me, man. No, no, no. Friday, I'm not sure what the uh, what the protocol here is, but uh, either to you or to your father, or to someone, I would like to officially request asylum in Ani. I don't know that I have the power to grant that, but you I just can't. Just a But I can't see that there'd be any objection to that. What so. does asylum mean? Well, it means that uh, I would be an enemy of the state of Kadar if they were to ever find out about me, and they're likely too soon, because my great-uncle is a senator here, and the word's going to spread fast enough. You may want to stay here until we get things finalized, and even so, as I'm sure you are want to do, remain quite cautious and perhaps travel with, with, with guards in the city. All right, well, there are certain things that we've been curious about so far. Anything dealing with that Comet. Mm -hmm. Anything dealing with the in uh, the, the the gods' war. Anything dealing with uh, Baros and what he was up to. Anything up to Ogun, what he was doing, um, and any like ideas about connections to gods and planes and that sort of thing. <laughs> he is, after all, a surf. <laughs> Probably not. No, and he's been like really kind of quiet this entire time because he didn't want to say anything. But if you flat ask him, he's like, no. I, I, I can't read. Well, I'm going to teach you, but 
Not okay. immediately. My inclination, Zion, is to divide. I think the bulk of the research is going to fall on us. Yeah. Um, that seems fair. And it seems like you already have some knowledge of astronomy as well as familiarity with the comet. Um, and some knowledge of and the magic God. in general, yeah. And knowledge of the God's War. Mm -hmm. So why don't you focus on those two areas? Okay. I can research what is known of Baros and Ogun, and I also am going to do what was the fifth area? I can't remember now. Um, <laughs> I guess it must not have been that important. Right. The God's War, I think. You know, like the, the God's War in general. Yeah, the God's yeah. War. Going to see if I can figure out if there's any way to. Oh, in that tower too. Oh, mm -hmm. the tower, but that might yep. come with Ogun. Right, gotcha. Um, okay. And I'm also going to see what I can find out if anything about these seeker stones, and if there is a way to prevent them from seeking. Okay. Okay. So you guys are in this discussion. Let's move on. Let's just take in the carriage over. Right. That, that, that so right. Uh, maybe Torvik, you can play with Baron. Well, <laughs> that's a, well I'm there. Yeah, I guess he's doing right now. Like, I'm completely. You guys are kind of looking at each other like, like yeah, I, I have, I have my, my. I, first of all, I want to. What I wanted to do was go to Yale. I mean, but so I like that's my. They're kind of got you guys. Like even now, there's soldiers with you. They're not letting any of you wander right now. They'll take one. That's fine. I would. I'm going to try to leave to go to the guild. You mentioned that you like to go to the guild? Yeah, and then notice that... How about this, one of them? Let's get to the library, and we'll drop two of you off, and then we'll continue on. Fair enough? That's fine. And Para, I think... I'll do... Can I come with you? Well, if you want, Para... I can, like, hold things. Okay. You can study, too. Yeah, uh, maybe I'll... You can look over my shoulder, and I'll show you letters. Yeah, I can look at pictures. Do you want to read, or do you want to have fun? He probably doesn't know how to read. He feels bad. He Whenever Para's faced with something he can't do... He feels like he should be doing it, and he feels guilty not doing it, so Kara wants to try and do this. All right, well, I'll yeah. teach you the letter A. Let's Yay. go. A's <laughs> are awesome. A is for Can you teach me F for friends? Oh, oh, or for yeah. fire? <laughs> Roll to clean up the puke on the floor. All right, so real, real fast, what are you doing as you're waking up? Training. Okay, so you wake up, and you're the best around. Okay. The rest of you are studying. I want research roles. I want three each. Wait, not uh, as you're, you're, you're going to. Actually, as we're coming up to the... Sorry, uh, invested. Investigation. As we're pulling up to this main library, there's a gigantic, incredibly long structure that sits over a pool of water that is even longer, kind of counter to it, like a cross almost, right? And in this pool are multiple people in like ivory robes who are helping others into the water, who are bathing them, who are calming them, and there are just most hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people doing this ritual all around. It's just a healing pool where people are just being led and Who's healed. Who's with me in the cardigan? Uh, you and these two. Okay. Fine. What, what's wrong they doing? And Parent, too. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. What was happening? Uh, you, you're coming upon the healing pools under the library, and that's what he's asking about. Oh, oh, um, these are the disgusting shit pools. <laughs> um, no, these are... Um, oh, that's awful. Awesome. <laughs> these are the pools. <laughs> <laughs> Unwashed um, masses, washing. So, it's... Um, At least they'll be clean. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the, 
dirt washed off the. Ocean. No, no, no. The dirt's on the inside. Um, We're born with it. Uh, <laughs> uh, these are the these are the healing pools. The the water of Ani normally is healing. Um, not so much yesterday. Um, you were really clean, though. We were very clean. It there's some property in it where it self purifies, and it also has healing properties. So people come from miles around, and here it's a, a formal place where people can take the waters and be healed by the waters. Well, first of all, I also want to know what would I roll to teach somebody something? Because throughout this time, I'm, also, I'm trying to teach Perry yeah. the letter A. Okay, hang on. I wanted to say straight intelligence. There's really nothing okay. that exactly jumps out to me. So let's do straight Okay, and he has to roll two probably. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so for that, Ooh. I got eight, uh, 11. 19. Okay. So I think I can get A. Yeah, he is a quick word. You even get to B. Yeah. Recognize B. B, look Okay, well, for my actually. B is for best friends. Oh, Yay. Okay, so I. B is for brothers. You're dead. Oh. C is for tears. For my actual research rolls, though, yes. I rolled a natural 20. Wow. And then I rolled a 2 plus 3 is 5. Mm -hmm. And then I rolled a 17 plus 3, which is also 20. Nice. And? Um, I had an 8. This is with my things added. Mm -hmm. uh, an 18, a 13, and a 22. <laughs> hey, let's share what we found. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now, All right. I will warn you that there are going to be spelling and punctuation errors and probably <laughs> grammar errors. And just assume those are mine and not the... No, no, no. It's the writer. Perhaps they... they you it's know, an ancient language. Language of all. Right. Yeah. What language are in, by the way. Uh, let me see. The, so that one is in common. So English or the equivalent of it. This one's probably in Dwarven because it's not This Dwarven. one is in Dwarven, correct. Which I can read. Yep. Can speak. All right, Friday, what did you find? Uh, so at first, Zion, I found something on the Sphere of Ogun, which sounds familiar from our terrible time in that wretched temple. <laughs> The Spear of Ogun, a perfect circle of blood-red garnet run through with veins of onyx so dark light does not create a reflection along the sphere's six-inch diameter. It cannot be grasped. There is simply nothing to grab hold of. Aside from being tremendously heavy for its size, the spear seems to be frictionless. No resin or epoxy will adhere to it, and no tool I possess can even scratch it. In addition, there is a low yet audible hum that emits from the sphere at all times. It never changes pitch or intensity and has remained constant during my observation. If placed upon stone, the rock it touches will slowly transform into the same red garnet the spear is formed from, although lacking its indestructibility and impossibly smooth surface. Hmm. I wonder if it was one of those uh, missing gems from the hand of Boris. It's it's possible, or the um, the hands, the hands yeah. The what were they clasping? Those 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 folk. A stone ring. Stone ring, right? Yeah. So it's so something else. Maybe it was hands holding that stone ring. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, what? Could have sat in the center of it, yeah. So that was thing one I found. <laughs> well, let's see. I found some information on Orum. The great demigod son of Ogun who led a slave revolt against the god of order, Bados. It is said that his skin was as hard as stone and that he was stronger than a dozen bulls. Though he was born from an elven noblewoman, his features were those of his father's, or at least the human form his father sometimes chose to adapt when dealing with mortals. Standing at nearly seven feet tall, Orm was a veritable mountain of a man, 
again, much like his father. Though many first-hand accounts tell the tale of a gentle giant who was careful to never display anger amongst others. Every night, Orem would pray to the gods for a way to lead his fellow slaves to freedom. On a clear night under the glow of the full moon, Ayus chose to answer him. The god of the moon gave Orem a hoop of black marble shot through with veins of bright violet like lightning across a night sky. It was said that the god of earth himself could not shape the stone that was formed of it, and that it made whoever held it both invulnerable and immortal. Claims that would later prove false as Barrow slowly transformed Orem into a statue of solid glass. There's a lot of writing on this one. There's a map at the top with the corner of Wessel and some kind of river and mountain area that runs along the coal spine and is adjacent to Black Fang Bay. You've never seen this river on a map before and you've never heard the term Giudardi. On the left side of it, in the same handwriting, it says Fang of Ova, Onyx Marble, Fang Captain Gold, Spear of Ogun, Ball of Solid Garnet, Dial of Mivia, Sun, Clock. On the right-hand side is a picture of a small wooden fist holding a string of beads. And written beneath it is the Giudardi, tales of a golden fist that appeared after the gods' war. Now besides what's been scrawled in the margin, what's on this scroll are two gold leaf fists towards the top and large lettering in between them that reads Fists of Order. The mighty fists of Baros were first forged for him by the great dwarven goldsmiths of the Coalspine. The backs of these hands were inlaid with the stones of Orda, eight gems that contain crystallized divinity from eight of the gods, the Fang of Ova, the Eye of Saw, the Heart of Yala, the Spear of Ogun, the Clover of Jadar, the Rod of Atuna, the Moon of Ayus, and the Dial of Mivia. It was said that with these twin golden statues, Bados could extend his control over flesh to that of the gods, bending even the first of the immortals to their knees. A boast that was proven when he transformed the demigod son of the god of earth into a statue of solid glass. Soon after the completion of this weapon, the great god of man Zavon was born, threatening Bados' plans for domination over the entire pantheon of immortals. He, along with Sephor, Zunos, Vodon, Vistrix, and Vora, descended upon the first god born in nearly 7,000 years, only to be met by his immortal lover, Death himself. As the great gods war raged, Ogun brought a comet down upon the Union, seeking to obliterate the god of order in an explosion strong enough to crack the planet. And while the Union survived the cataclysm intact, the fists of order were never seen or heard from again. In the vision. Oh, in the vision. Mm -hmm. Right. Wait, which vision? Um, well, the wait, people up on top of the... Uh, those four people on top of the uh, tower, right, that right, was right. the stone so that, that made that hoop. All right, the last bit of information I found today is on uh, Godstone. This scroll contains a lot of handwritten text and a drawing of a raw form of a seeker stone, one that was recently mined out of a mountain. Except it's not called a seeker stone, it's titled Godstone. Color shift and light generation when exposed to magic. Wrapped in copper, dash, sunk into brine, dash, greatly accelerated God Spark activity. What's God Spark that activity? That's an excellent question, which this scroll does not delve into. Well, we'll ask the research assistant. We, what will, you know. we will find out more about <laughs> God Spark activity. 
Uh, when exposed to very high heat, the outer layers of the seeker stone turns from pink to a pale yellow. Godspark activity increased even further after a volcanic transmutation. Again, this Godspark activity seems quite useful to know about. I'd like a spark. I would love a spark. Uh, crystal, uh, my life is a spark. Uh, yeah, apparently. <laughs> you are the spark. I, I am the spark, Zion. Uh, crystal structure forms naturally deep underground, though the stone shares no properties with any other gems I'm aware of. The stones contain no detectable trace of iron, copper, or nickel. Found deep within the mines of Galhadir and the coal spine. Multiple stones equals increased glow and effect. So presumably, Godstone is the old name for hmm. the Seeker Stone. That, exactly, that would be if you painted <laughs> in color, so it looks exactly like a Seeker Stone, a naturally growing one. In fact, very similar to the lumps you picked up off the ground hmm. in that chamber you were in. That may as well be one of them. Right, and so Godspark activity is that glowing in terms of like response to magic, we must find out what Godspark activity is. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So you guys gonna can, you guys continue to research? Yeah, after I tell her the last bit. While you are, Eric runs up to you. He's in it, and he's like, I don't. I mean, he had a picture of an asteroid. Mm-hmm. So do you know what asteroid starts with? A. Yes. Yes. yes! A. Do you know what this says? The heavens fell upon the spire, split on its rock, both keen and dire. A thousand miles of land aflame, forests of ash, mountains laid lame. Order stood firm in its defiance and demanded Earth's compliance. Rock and bone joined in reply. We are your dead. Thy end is nigh. The Ballad of Baros, that dick. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it doesn't say that dick. No, that was, that was for that insufferable call. <laughs> uh, Alright, let's go ahead. But he has one more though, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead and read the last one. Oh, please, read the last one. I apologize. This is not its own scroll. This is a piece of a journal or some sort of document that has been separated and rolled up and saved. They obviously found it at some point, didn't want, you know, couldn't find the original document, but decided to roll it up and save it anyway, and file it away. By day we watched the world storm swirling silently across the great expanse of the void, an unyielding mass that is forever shifting and changing, save for an hour during the calm. I had heard much about this collapse of the great world storm, but only recently heard tale of the great black spire within. Soldiers stationed at the Spear of Jordan were the first to notice the remnants of Bados's great tower, the Union. The tower is a single column of twisted onyx at the peak of a coal-black mountain, ending in a sharp point that forms the main tower over a mile above the ground. Though most of the year the Union is obscured by the world storm, it can be seen clearly during the calm with the assistance of spyglasses at the abandoned mountain watchtowers along the ridge. It sits at the very center of the void, a hundred or so miles into the world storm. Soldiers at Jardin spoke of several expeditions to reach the Union, with specialized wagons and even air balloons, though none of them had ever returned. Those that have seen the Union say they sometimes dream about the Great Black Spire, as dark voices whisper to them from the shadows. I cannot confirm these visions myself, but I can report a constant gnawing dread that seems to emanate from this accursed place, even over such a vast distance. 16 of Palan, 68 years after the God's Fall. So it's like 30 years ago? Correct. Um, so that 
weirdly comports with what Dobos told us. Yes, yeah. it does. If you two were in the library researching, you are headed towards the market. Now, where are you going in particular? Uh, I'm gonna stop by the guild first, pay my dues. Okay, excellent. Um, Hello, good sir. Welcome to the Guild of Guilds for Gilding. <laughs> hey there, mate. I'm uh, coming to pay my, my guild fees. Yes, let's get the giant guild book that somehow travels from town <laughs> to town. Yes, uh, yes. Torvik Wildung is the name. It's been roughly a month, so I, I suppose, <laughs> since you paid your dues. You're filling out some paperwork, you're signing things, you're handing over gold, you're going through things. You've put oinkers down just for one second. And out of the corner of your eye, you notice that he is bolting for the door. He is on the ground and running straight out the front door. I've got the oinkers! Come back! Oinkers bolts out the front of the trade hall and makes a sharp left, running through a huge crowd of people darting between legs. You know, you're, excuse me, excuse me, trying to make your way through a huge crowd of people. You keep just seeing Oinkers' little tail darting in and out of legs, just a few, maybe 20, 30 feet in front of you, just beyond your reach, but still within eyesight. You run after him for a good five, ten minutes, and then finally you end up at this wide open plaza, and in front of you is this huge, perfectly circular wall, maybe 200 feet in diameter. The room inside is open to the skies above, and there is only a single cutout facing south, about 20 feet wide, that allows entrance into the inner chamber. In the center is this massive ivory sphere that sits on top of this pedestal that is constantly gurgling out water, slowly turning the giant stone. And there's about a dozen people in ivory robes lined with gold, lighting candles, tending to fountains, seeing to the upkeep of this temple. I don't know what all this is about, but you, but, but, you, but you do see oinkers running straight into that area and off to one of the sides. And along the edges are all these like fountains that empty into water abases, you know, around them. And there's the uh, large sphere in the center. And oinkers has gone straight to one of those water basins and is like digging in the side of it. So I run up to him and I... Grab him and I say, what are you doing, Oinkers? You run up and you go to grab him and boom, he vanishes behind the wall. He's like climbed his way into like a hole and is now inside the wall. God, uh, is the hole big enough for me to get through? All right, so you start pushing and like trying to find your way in and like getting into the hole and you lean against that wall and you fall right through it. To you? You are practicing, correct? Yes. Okay. And what have you been doing exactly? The activation of it being more of a muscle memory thing instead of it me being a concentrate on making it happen. So right. you do things like you get up where you could fall off of and not hurt yourself, but it's still you're free falling and then teleport. And then do things where you fall like into a bale of hay and sure. teleport out of it or right. something. Okay. Or things that so it becomes more of a a reflex that you learn that is more like you just like when you fall forward, you throw up your hands. Right, I see what you're saying. Right at this point, anytime you want, you can be 50 feet away from you. Anything past that, you do have to stop and focus before you can move. So that seems to be, at least for right now, a barrier that you're hitting. So you spend the day doing that and then you just want to sleep? Uh, at some point before I do go to bed, uh, and, and not too drastically tired. Right. I do go out and like get something to eat. Sure. And I'll pay for it. And You're in kind of. I mean, again, it's bad. I have to say that. Yeah. There's no. <laughs> I will actually pay. Yeah, there's I'll, no real yeah. slums of Ani. Okay. Yeah. There, but this is the lower income area. There are just 
tenements piled on top of each other, very narrow alleyways. The main roads are clear, though there's, there's, there are those giant roads that cut through on, you know, on it. But once you get into the tenements here, it is packed on top of each other. And it's loud and it's hot, right? But there's a lot of small places to get decent food. So it's, it's not too pricey. A, a couple silver for a decent meal and maybe some, you know, stale bread to take with you. While you're eating, uh, roll me a perception. 11. Okay. It's a fantastic meal. It's a busy crowd. It is feast day after all. So there's it's still music. feast day? It is feast day today. Yeah, the 18th of Adon, it is feast day. So it is a... Uh, oh, oh, wait. I thought that was like a holiday or something. No, no, no. Feast day is every... It's just a day. It's, it's like Thursday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But it's like, it's the equivalent of Saturday. So that's their feast day. That's the day where everyone has the day off and you know, it's a big feast. Right, exactly. Feast. Yeah, it's pretty clear. Yeah. So you have a nice meal and you start heading back towards your place to sleep. Okay. And I would like one more perception roll as you're walking to that back alley. Five. What is your AC? Uh, Fourteen. There was like that nest area where you could climb up into, right? So there's like a knotted rope that you have kind of tucked around behind this thing and you pulled it out. And you start to go a climb and an arrow just misses your finger and slams into the wall in front of you. They totally surprised you because you were I am happy Doro and blah blah blah. I just had some delicious jerky. <laughs> no, he's still in emo phase. So this is where you are, right here. You just kind of turned from this main road into this alley, all right? And the arrow came from a guy on the rooftop here. Uh, Roman intelligence. 14. It's the same guy Para pointed out at the boat race. Uh, he gets around. He moves pretty oh. fast. Yes, hey, he does. How did he get here? Maybe he was on our Because boat. the guys got into a big, huge boat and left. It wasn't like you were hiding. He knew exactly where you were going. We you know? yeah, but he would have had to have gone by boat. Yes, yeah, he would have. He would have had to have been on the other boat from us. Uh, or on our same boat and we didn't notice it, but we're not there. Fair enough. So, uh, <laughs> initiative. Okay, DM first. You see this guy? I need a perception roll real quick. What? <laughs> Come on, stop that! You get? 20. Perfect. You see a guy step out from behind the quarter here and into the alley behind you here. Both of them have a club in their hands and the guy on here has a short bow and he's aiming it at you. Who's turned first? Uh, DM3s. Okay. So pick whichever one you want to go first. All right. the, okay, the guy behind you is gonna hold his action and stand in the mouth of the door. Uh, the other guy is gonna advance towards him and the guy on the roof is going to take another shot at you. He fires, bang, and he misses you again, and he's already loading a second one. How big are these people? They're humans? They're, they're humans, and they're goonish. So, okay. you know, big humans. Right? <laughs> Their heads are tiny by any chance. No, they're, no, no, no. Do I speak tiny head tribe? No, you do not speak tiny head for tribe. Hey, what's up, guys? Don't hit me. Oh, hey, sorry about that. Hey, what's up? What's I thought you were someone else. Hey, I'm friends with Friday. Oh, yeah. You always be that other tribe where both their heads and their bodies are tiny. It's so great. <laughs> How does attack of opportunity works? Does it, when you go through an enemy's threatened? Correct. 
area. You have um, to run past either of them, you will invoke an attack of opportunity. But only if you take an action, though. Like, if you decide to... If he's stepping into the area and out of it, he invokes an attack of opportunity. If you're fleeing and you just do nothing but leave an attack of opportunity, you don't invoke it. But if you run through someone, whether you're running or not, you invoke it. Right. So he'll... And also because he held his action. So there's that as well. I teleport there. And then run. <laughs> no, because teleport is your movement action. So you can't teleport and run. Oh, well then I dash. That's a bonus action. That you can do. So how <laughs> far can you dash? It'd be 25, 25. feet. Yeah. yeah. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. This, he can still see you. These two are going to have to run to catch up. That's fine. You are struck in your back shoulder with an arrow. It doesn't pierce all the way in. It, it just kind of cuts deep into you. So the arrow doesn't... You know, actually, it's not embedded inside you. You only take four points of damage, but I need a constitution save. 18. 18. All right. You feel drowsy, and you have, you have certainly been poisoned, but you keep fighting it. Blink again. And run. So you're just, you're just going to move. Yeah. Okay, so you keep going. You lose them pretty quickly. A minute later, I need another save. <laughs> no. No? Okay. You kind of like, you lose them and you think you're clear and you find your way into an alley and you kind of shove yourself in, in behind a couple bins and boom, you are out cold. So you fell through this wall and I need a dexterity save from you. Twelve. All right, well, you catch yourself at about the sixth or seventh step. So you tumble a couple times down a stone a, a staircase. You get about 10 feet down, and there's another 40 feet straight down. The staircase descends a good 60 feet in total and meets a square platform in the center. There seem to be other staircases going up at four points, northwest, southeast, but it's a little far for your dark vision to see. What you can see, though, is down at the landing in front of you where all those staircases meet as if it was an inverted pyramid, there is a 20-foot stone statue covered in what appears to be gold leaf. Its hands are cupped in front of it and held within is a sphere of stone that seems to be slowly rotating. Wonderball. Wonderball. A wonderball. <laughs> so I right. kind of just... And you uh, see Oinkers, and Oinkers is down there at the foot of the, of the statue just walking around and sniffing it. Stupid pig, I'm going to turn you into bacon. <laughs> Don't ever run away from me. What in the... is that? This is a representation of the god Ogun, or the dead god of earth Ogun. So you, you have incredibly broad shoulders, just way too mus just overly muscular, right? And stout and, you know, a heavy beard and long, thick hair. And, and he's got his arms in front of him kind of cupped. And sitting inside there is a ball about this large of granite, perfectly round. So you are barely looking on your tippy toes past the tips of his fingers, and it looks like the ball's just sitting in his hands. And it is slowly turning, much like the one above, but there's no signs of water or anything. Do you want me to take the ball? Hi, hi. I hate you, pig. So I reach up and feel around and try to All right. get the ball. And you feel something, but there's absolutely no grasp to it whatsoever. Your hands just slide. Your fingers touch this sphere and just keep sliding right off. And you had absolutely no purchase whatsoever. All right, I guess I, I, I would take out like a, like a, my little hammer or something and try to 
tap it off or something. Like that. All right, so you just kind of reach up and like it is free, so you tap, tap, and then it rolls off and boom, hits hits the ground. It's like oh, but it doesn't chip. It's not strained. It's just that you can't pick still, it up. Still can't pick it. No, up. absolutely not. You know, like you can guide it with your hands. Right? You can move it around, okay. but you can't seem to actually grab it. So you figure, like if you had a bag, you could just push it inside, just roll it right inside. It takes you a while, but you're going to succeed at some, <laughs> at, at some point. It'll roll. So eventually you're able to roll it. You just kind of like... Two hours a, later. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah, right, right. Warren at some point... Like, oh, you at some, Meanwhile, at, acolytes are like wandering. Like, what the hell is this? What are they doing? At some point, Oikers actually walks over, picks up the lip of the bag, and helps you. Like, like <laughs> come on. Come on, let's roll it. There you go. It's in the bag, and you've got the sphere. Now what? You said the, the door's closed, though, right? Uh, well, it, you, all you can see is a wall at the top of it. You don't know. There was no door. You just fell through the wall. Okay. And then I, I walk up to the... I want to walk How up heavy to is the stone. this thing? How heavy is the a sphere? About five pounds. So it's, it's about that big, you know. Yeah, clearly, I can, I can push it and move it. And... Uh, I'd like a perception, please. 17. Okay, good. You put a foot on the steps to go back up, and you hear scraping stone behind you as you turn to see the statue's eyes glowing oh and God. his hands that lower. Not again. <laughs> and we are going to stop right here. Okay, people, thank you for joining us for episode 13 of God's Fall. We'll be back next week for episode 14, where you will hear us sounding better than we ever have sounded before. Not for the first half of it, because you'll be hearing some of the audio from the previous game, but right around the middle of it, I think, where it's going to hit, you are going to hear us sound crystal clear. The audio is not muddled at all. Every player comes through absolutely crystal, even when we're talking over each other. It is the absolute best we're ever going to sound with the setup that we have, you know, not in a sound booth, not all around professional mics with headphones on. But for playing around a table in an open living room, this is as good as it can get. If you guys want to help us keep this level of quality, you can go to our Patreon account at patreon.com godsfall, or check the link off our own website, godsfall.com. And remember, we've got tons of maps and layouts there. I'm starting to put up character sheets for each of the characters with their powers and how their powers work and the mechanics that, that we use to make these superhero powers work within the Dungeons & Dragons game. I'm going to cover all of that and all the powers of characters you haven't seen yet in the God's Fall world book. We were calling it the God's Fall Player's Handbook, but it was rightfully pointed out to me that it's not a Player's Handbook. It is a world-setting book, a campaign-setting book. That's going to take me a while to work on, and we have to hire artists and blah, blah, blah. But if you guys have any interest in that, go to godsfall.com, and you can see some previews of what I've been laying out so far. Also, if you can go to iTunes and you can give us a review, that would be amazing. Every review that we get puts us in front of tons of people. As that iTunes ranking goes up, more and more people see us. Not only in the United States, but where we broadcast from, but our international audience has been building as well. We have a ton of reviews from Canada, Britain. We've got a review from Belgium. We have a loyal following in Australia, and we love seeing that. So if any of you guys can pop online and hit us up with a review, we would greatly appreciate it. So thank Thanks again from Washington, D.C. in America, and we'll see y'all next week. This show was produced and edited by Dead Ghost Productions. Find out more about us and all the shows we make at deadghostpro.com.